0: Sahih al Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Allah Sahih al Bukhari. The Book of Witnesses. Chapter on what is said regarding the rule that the plaintiff has to produce a proof The statement of Allah O you who believe, when you contract a debt for a fixed period, write it down. Quran, chapter 2, verse 282 And the statement of Allah O you who believe, stand out firmly for justice as witnesses to Allah To the end of the verse ever well acquainted with what you do. Quran, chapter 4, verse 135. Chapter on if a person attests the honorable record of a witness by saying, I do not know except good about him. In the narration of the forged story, that is, the accusation of Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, when the Prophet, peace be upon him, consulted Usama regarding Aisha, Usama said, Keep your wife, as we know nothing about her except good. Narrated Urwa bin al-Musayyib, Al-Qama bin Waqas, and Ubadullah bin Abdullah, May Allah be pleased with them, about the story of Aisha, May Allah be pleased with her, and their narrations were similar, attesting each other. When the liars said what they invented about Aisha and the divine revelation was delayed, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, sent for Ali and Usama to consult them in divorcing his wife, that is, Aisha. Usama said, Keep your wife, as we know nothing about her except good. Barida said, I cannot accuse her of any defect, except that she is still a young girl who sleeps, neglecting her family's dough, which the domestic goats come to eat. That is, she was too simple-minded to deceive her husband. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Who can help me to take revenge over the man who has harmed me by defaming the reputation of my family? By Allah, I have not known about my family anything except good. And they mentioned, that is, accused, a man about whom I did not know anything except good. Chapter on the Witness of an Eavesdropper Amr bin Huraith allowed us a witness and said, this is the way to be followed to discover the reality of an evil person. Ibn Sirin, Atah, and Qatada said, A witness can be based on hearing only, that is, even if the hearer does not see the speaker. al Hasan used to say at the time of giving evidence, They did not make me a witness, but I heard such and such. Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and Ubay bin Ka'b al Ansari went to the garden where Ibn Sayyad used to live. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, entered the garden, he, that is, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, started hiding himself behind the date palms, as he wanted to hear secretly the talking of Ibn Sayyad before the latter saw him. Ibn Sayyad, wrapped with a soft decorated sheet, was lying on his bed murmuring, Ibn Sayyad's mother saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, hiding behind the stems of the date palms. She addressed Ibn Sayyad, saying, O Sarf, this is Muhammad. Hearing that, Ibn Sayyad stopped murmuring or got cautious. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If she had let him undisturbed, he would have revealed his reality. See Volume 4, Hadith Number 3055, 3056. For details. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of Rifā' al-Qurāḍi, came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, "I was Rifā' 's wife, but he divorced me, and it was a final, irrevocable divorce. Then I married Abdul Rahman bin Zubayr, but he is impotent." The Prophet peace be upon him asked her, "Do you want to remarry Rifā'?" "You cannot." unless you enjoy a complete sexual relation with your present husband, and he enjoys a complete sexual relation with you. Abu Bakr was sitting with Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and Khalid bin Sa'id bin Al-Aas was at the door, waiting to admit it. He said, O Abu Bakr, do you hear what this woman is revealing frankly before the Prophet, peace be upon him? Chapter on When a Witness or Witnesses Give an Evidence and some people say that they do not know such an evidence, then the case will be decided according to the statement of the witnesses. Al-Humaydi said, This judgment was adopted when Bilal said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, had offered Salah, prayer, inside the Kaaba, while Al-Fadl said that he had not offered Salah. So the people accepted Bilal's assertion. Similarly, if two persons give witness, that such a person owes another one thousand dirham, but two other witnesses state that he owes him one thousand and five hundred dirham. then the judgment will be based on the higher amount. Narrated Abdullah bin Abu Malaika from Uqba bin Al-Harith. Uqba married the daughter of Abu Ihab bin Aziz, and then a woman came and said, I suckled Uqba and his wife. Uqba said to her, I do not know that you have suckled me and you did not inform me. He then sent someone to the house of the Abu Ihab to inquire about that. But they did not know that she had suckled their daughter. Then Uqba went to the Prophet peace be upon him in Al-Madinah and asked him about it. The Prophet peace be upon him said to him, How can you keep your wife after it has been said that both of you were suckled by the same woman? So he divorced her, and she was married to another man. Chapter on the Just Witnesses and the Statement of Allah and take as witness two just persons from among you Muslims Quran Chapter 65 Verse 2 Such as you agree for witnesses Quran Chapter 2 Verse 282 Narrated Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him People were sometimes judged by the revealing of a divine revelation during the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. But now there is no longer any more new revelation. Now we judge you by the deeds you practice publicly. So we will trust and favor the one who does good deeds in front of us. And we will not call him to account about what he is really doing in secret. For Allah will judge him for that. But... We will not trust or believe the one who presents to us with an evil deed, even if he claims that his intentions were good. Chapter on How Many Witnesses Are Sufficient to Attest One's Good or Bad Record Narrated Anas, May Allah be pleased with him, a funeral procession passed in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the people praised the deceased. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, It has been affirmed paradise then another funeral procession passed by and the people talked badly of the deceased the prophet peace be upon him said it has been affirmed hell allah's messenger peace be upon him was asked o oh, allah's messenger you said it has been affirmed for both the prophet peace be upon him said the testimony of the people is accepted for the believers are allah's witnesses on the earth Narrated Abu aswad Once I went to al-Madina, and at that time there was an outbreak of disease, and the people were dying rapidly. I was sitting with Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, and a funeral procession passed by. The people praised the deceased. Umar said, It has been affirmed. Paradise. Then another funeral procession passed by. The people praised the deceased. Umar said, It has been affirmed. Paradise. Then a third funeral procession passed by, and the people talked badly of the deceased. Umar said, It has been affirmed. Hell. I asked, Umar, O chief of the believers, what has been affirmed? He said, I have said what the Prophet, peace be upon him, said. He, peace be upon him, said, Allah will admit into paradise any Muslim whose good character is attested by four persons. We asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, If there were three witnesses only, he said, even three. We asked, If there were two only, he said, even two. But we did not ask him about one witness. Chapter on to give witness concerning lineage, foster suckling relations, and dead persons who died long before. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I and Abu Salamah were suckled by Thuwaiba, the necessity of being sure of the witness in such cases. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, Aflah asked the permission to visit me, but I did not allow him. He said, Do you veil yourself before me, although I am your uncle? Aisha said, How is that? Aflah replied, You were suckled by my brother's wife with my brother's milk. I asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about it. And he said, Aflah is right, so permit him to visit you. Narrated ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said about Hamza's daughter, I am not legally permitted to marry her, as foster suckling relations are treated like blood relations in marital affairs. She is the daughter of my foster brother. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The wife of the Prophet peace be upon him. While the Prophet peace be upon him was with me in my house, I heard a man asking Hafsah's permission to enter her house. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, further said. I said, O Allah's messenger, I think the man is Hafsah's foster uncle. Aisha added, "O Allah's messenger, there is a man asking the permission to enter your house. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, I think the man is Hafsa's foster uncle. Aisha said, If so and so were living, that is, her foster uncle, would he be allowed to visit me? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Yes, he would, as the foster-suckling relations are treated like blood relations in marital affairs, that is, Those things which are illegal because of blood relations are to be considered as illegal because of the corresponding foster-suckling relations. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Once the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to me while a man was in my house. He said, O Aisha, who is this man? I replied, my foster brother. He said, O Aisha, be sure about your foster brother's as fostership is only valid if it takes place in the suckling period, before two years of age as the child sucks with hunger. Chapter on the witness of a person falsely accusing somebody of illegal sexual intercourse and the witness of a thief or an adulterer. The statement of Allah, and reject their testimony forever. They indeed are the fasiqoon, liars, rebellious, disobedient to Allah, except those who repent thereafter and do righteous deeds. Quran, Chapter 24, Verse 4 and 5 Umar gave legal punishment of scourging to Abu Bakr, Shibl bin Marbad, and Nafir for accusing Al-Mughira for illegal sexual intercourse falsely. And then they were made to repent and he said that whoever repented his witness would be accepted in the future. Abdullah bin Urtba, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Said bin Jubair, Taus, Mujahid, al shabi Ikrima, Al-Zuhri, Muharib bin Dithar, Shuraih, and Muawiyah bin Qurra considered it permissible. That is, the witness of the false accusers after being punished. Abu Zinad said, our verdict in Al-Madinah is that, if the false accuser of others of illegal sexual intercourse withdraws the accusation and repents, then his future witness is acceptable. Asharbi Sharbi and Qatada said, if he tells that he has told a lie, the legal punishment will be instituted against him, but his future witness will be accepted. A Thawri said, if a slave is coerced. For falsely accusing others of illegal sexual intercourse, and later on he is manumitted, then his future witness is to be accepted. If somebody who has received such punishment is made a judge, his decision will be valid. Some people said, The witness of a false accuser is not to be accepted even if he repented. They added, The marriage is not legal unless it is witnessed by two witnesses. It is permissible that the two witnesses can be those who have received such punishments. But the slaves are not to be accepted as witnesses to marriage. He accepts the witness of the person who has received the punishment for falsely accusing others of illegal sexual intercourse. And the witness of a male slave and a female slave concerning the appearance of the new moon, that is crescent, of the month of fasting, etc., How to know the repentance of a person who has received the punishment of false accusation and no doubt, the Prophet peace be upon him kept an adulterer in exile for one year. The Prophet peace be upon him did not allow anybody to talk to Garb bin Malik and his two companions for 50 days. Narrated Urwa bin Thubayr A woman committed theft in the Ghazwa of the conquest of Mecca and she was taken to the Prophet peace be upon him who ordered her hand to be cut off Raisha said, Her repentance was perfect, and she was married later, and used to come to me after that, and I would present her needs to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Zaid bin Khalid, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ordered that an unmarried man who committed illegal sexual intercourse be scourged one hundred lashes and sent into exile for one year. Chapter on Do Not Be a Witness for Injustice, if asked for that. Narrated An-Norman bin Bashir. May Allah be pleased with them. My mother asked my father to present me a gift from his property, and he gave it to me after some hesitation. My mother said that she would not be satisfied unless the Prophet, peace be upon him, is made a witness to it. I, being a young boy, my father held me by the hand and took me to the Prophet, peace be upon him. He said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, His mother, Binti Rawaha, requested me to give this boy a gift. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do you have other sons besides him? He said, Yes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not make me a witness for injustice. Narrated al that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I will not become a witness for injustice. Narrated Zahdam bin Mudarrib, I heard Imran bin Hussain, may Allah be pleased with him, saying, The Prophet peace be upon him said, The best amongst you people are those living in my century, generation, then those coming after them, and then those coming after the second century, generation. Imran said, I do not know whether the Prophet peace be upon him mentioned two or three centuries, generations, after your present century. The Prophet, peace be upon him, added, "There will be some people after you who will be dishonest and will not be trustworthy, and will give witness, evidences without being asked to give witness, and will vow, but will not fulfil their vows, and fatness will appear among them." Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, "The best people are the people of my century, then those." coming after them, and then those coming after the latter. After that, there will come some people whose witness will precede their oaths, and their oaths will precede their witness. Ibrahim, a sub-narrator said, we used to be beaten for taking oaths by saying, I bear witness by the name of Allah, or by the covenant of Allah. See Hadith number 3,651. 6,429 6,658 Footnote Ibrahim means that when they were stale boys, their elders would beat them if they took oaths, so that they would not get accustomed to taking oath on all occasions even needlessly. Fath al-Bari Chapter on what has been said about false witness In respect of the saying of Allah, and those who do not bear witness to falsehood. Quran, chapter 25, verse 72. What is said about hiding or concealing evidences? As Allah says, And conceal not the evidence for he who hides it. Surely his heart is sinful, and Allah is all-knower of what you do. Quran, chapter 2, verse 283. And if you distort your witness, Quran chapter 4 verse 135 means distort your witness with your tongues narrated Anas may Allah be pleased with him the prophet peace be upon him was asked about the great sins he said they are 1 to join others in worship with Allah 2 to be undutiful to one's parents 3 to kill a person which Allah has forbidden to kill, that is, to commit the crime of murdering. 4. And to give a false witness. Narrated Abu Bakr, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said thrice, Should I inform you about the greatest of the great sins? They said, Yes, O Allah's Messenger. He said, 1. To join others in worship with Allah. 2. And to be undutiful to one's parents. The Prophet peace be upon him, then sat up, after he had been reclining on a pillow, and said, 3. And I warn you against giving a lying speech, false statement, and he kept on saying that warning, till we thought he would not stop. See volume number 8, Hadith number 5976 chapter on the witness of a blind man, his marriage, his affairs, the marriage conducted by him, and his buying and selling, and accepting his call for the salah, prayer, etc., and what can be known by sound or voice. Al-Qasim, Al-Hassan, Ibn Sirin, Al-Zuhri, and Allah permitted the witness of the blind. Asharbi said, The witness of a blind man is valid if he is intelligent and witty. Al-Hakam said, The witness of a blind man in certain things is to be accepted. Al-Zuhri said, Suppose, Ibn Abbas gave a witness against me. Would you reject his witness? Ibn Abbas used to send a man to watch the sunset, so that he might break his fast. He would ask about the dawn, and if he was informed that it was dawn, he would offer to a prayer. Suleyman bin Yasar said, I asked Aisha to admit me into her house, and she recognized my voice and said, Suleiman, come in, as you are still a slave, so long as you still owe part of the price of your manumission. Samura bin Jundab accepted the evidence of a veiled woman. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, The Prophet peace be upon him heard a man reciting the Qur'an in the mosque and he said, May Allah bestow his mercy upon him. No doubt he made me remember such and such verses of such and such surah which I dropped from my memory. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The Prophet peace be upon him performed the tahajjud prayer in my house. And then he heard the voice of Abbad who was offering salah in the mosque and said, O oh, Aisha, is this Arbad's voice? I said yes. He said, O oh Allah, be merciful to Arbad. Narrated <inaudible> Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. The Prophet peace be upon him said, Bilal pronounces the Avan when it is still night, before dawn, so eat and drink till the next Avan is pronounced, or till you hear Ibn Ummi Maktum's Avan. Ibn Ummi Maktum was a blind man who would not pronounce the Avan till he was told that it was done. Narrated al-Miswar bin Makhrama, may Allah be pleased with him, some outer garments were presented to or received by the Prophet peace be upon him. And my father Makhrama said to me, Let us go to the Prophet peace be upon him, so that he may give us something from the garments. So my father stood at the door and spoke. The Prophet, peace be upon him, recognized his voice and came out carrying a garment and telling Makhrama the good qualities of that garment, adding, I have kept this for you. I have kept this for you. Chapter on the Witness of Women and the Statement of Allah And if there are not two men available, then a man and two women. Quran, Chapter 2, Verse 282 Narrated Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Isn't the witness of a woman equal to half of that of a man? The women said, Yes. He said, This is because of the deficiency of a woman's mind. Chapter on the witness of male and female slaves. Anna said, The witness of a slave is to be trusted, provided he is a just, well-reputed man. Shuraib and zurara bin Ufa considered it permissible. Ibn Sirin considered the witness of a slave permissible except when in favor of his master. Al-Hasan and Ibrahim considered it permissible in minor matters. shuraih said, You are all the sons of slaves and slave girls. Narrated Uqba bin Al-Harith that he had married Ummi Yahya binti Abu Ihab He said, A black slave lady came and said, I suckled you both. I then mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who turned his face aside. Uqba further said, I went to the other side and told the Prophet, peace be upon him, about it. He said, How can you keep her as your wife, when the lady has said that she suckled both of you, that is, you and your wife? So, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered him to divorce her. CHAPTER ON THE WITNESS OF A WET NURSE NARATED UQBA BIN al Harith, May Allah be pleased with him. I married a woman, and later on a woman came and said, I suckle you both. So I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to ask him about it. He said, How can you keep her as a wife, when it has been said that you were foster brother and sister? Leave, divorce her. CHAPTER ON THE WOMEN'S ATTESTING THE HONORABLE RECORD OF EACH OTHER Narrated Aisha, May Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, intended to go on a journey, he would draw lots amongst his wives and would take with him the one upon whom the lot fell. During a of his, he drew lots amongst us, and the lot fell upon me. And i proceeded with him after allah had decreed the use of the veil by women i was carried in Hawdaj on the camel and dismounted while still in it when allah's messenger peace be upon him had finished his razawa and returned home and we approached the city of al madinah allah's messenger peace be upon him ordered us to proceed at night when the order of setting off was given i walked till I left the army camp behind to answer the call of nature. After finishing, I returned to the camp to depart with the others, and suddenly realized that my necklace over my chest was missing. So I returned to look for it, and was delayed because of that. The people who used to carry me on the camel came to my howdah and put it on the back of the camel, thinking that I was in it. As at that time, women were light in weight, and thin and lean and did not use to eat much. So, those people did not feel the difference in the heaviness of the Haudaj while lifting it, and they put it over the camel. At that time, I was a young lady, less than fifteen years old. They set the camel moving and proceeded on. I found my necklace after the army had gone, and came to their camp to find nobody. So I went to the place where I used to stay, thinking... That they would discover my absence and come back in my search. While in that state, I felt sleepy and slept. Sahwan bin Mu'attal al Sulami al Dhakhwani was behind the army and reached my abode in the morning. When he saw a sleeping person, he came to me and he had seen me before veiling. So I got up when I heard him saying, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un." Truly, to Allah we belong. And truly to him we shall return. Quran, Chapter 2, Verse 156. He made his camel lean down. He got down from his camel and put his leg on the front legs of the camel. And then I rode and sat over it. Safwan set out walking, leading the camel by the rope, till we reached the army, who had halted to take rest at midday. Then whoever was meant for destruction fell into destruction. Some people accused me falsely, and the leader of the false accusers was Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. After that, we returned to al Madina, and I became ill for one month, while the people were spreading the forced statements of the false accusers. I was feeling during my ailment as if I were not receiving the usual kindness from the Prophet, peace be upon him, which I used to receive from him when I got sick. But he would come, greet, and say, How is that, girl? I did not know anything of what was going on till I recovered from my ailment and went out with Ummi Mista to the Manasir where we used to answer the call of nature and we used not to go to answer the call of nature except from night to night and that was before we had lavatories near to our houses and this habit of ours was similar to the habit of the old arabs in the open country or away from houses so i and Ummi Mistah bin Ruhm went out walking. Ummi stumbled because of her long dress, and on that she said, Let Mista be ruined. I said, You are saying a bad word. Why are you abusing a man who took part in the Battle of Badr? She said, Oh, Hanta, you there, didn't you know what they said? Then she told me the rumors of the false accusers. My sickness was aggravated, and when I returned home, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to me. And after greeting, he said, How is that, girl? I requested him to allow me to go to my parents. I wanted then to be sure of the news through them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, allowed me. And I went to my parents and asked my mother, What are the people talking about? She said, Oh, my daughter, don't worry much about this matter. By Allah, never is there a charming woman loved by her husband who has other wives but the women would forge false news about her. I said, Glorified as Allah, are the people really talking of this matter? That night, I kept on weeping, and could not sleep till morning. The sub-narrator added, In the morning, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, called Ali ibn Abi Talib, and Usama bin Zayd, when he saw the divine revelation delayed, to consult them about divorcing his wife. That is, Aisha. Usama bin Zayd said, what he knew of the good repetition of his wives, and added, O Allah's messenger, keep your wife, for by Allah, we know nothing about her but good. Ali ibn Abi Talib said, O Allah's messenger, Allah has not imposed restrictions on you, and there are many women other than she. Yet, you may ask the woman's servant, who will tell you the truth. On that, Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, called Barida, and said, O Barida, did you ever see anything which roused your suspicions about her? Ida said, No, by Allah, who has sent you with the truth. I have never seen in her anything faulty, except that she is a girl of immature age, who sometimes sleeps and leaves the dough for the goats to eat. On that day, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, ascended the pulpit and requested that somebody support him in punishing Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Who will support me to punish that person? Abdullah bin Ubayy bin Salul, who has hurt me by slandering the reputation of my family. By Allah, I know nothing about my family but good, and they have accused a person about whom I know nothing except good, and he never entered my house except in my company. Sa'd bin Mu'adh got up and said, O Allah's Messenger, by Allah, I will relieve you from him. If that man is from the tribe of Arus, then we will chop his head off. And if he is from our brothers, the Khazraj, then order us, and we will fulfill your order. On that, sa bin Rabada, chief of the Khazraj, and before this incident, he had been a pious man, got up, motivated by his zeal for his tribe and said, By Allah, you have told a lie. You cannot kill him, and you will never be able to kill him. On that, Rusaid bin al-Hudayr got up and said to Saad bin Ubadah, By Allah, you are a liar. By Allah, we will kill him. And you are a hypocrite, defending the hypocrites. On this, the two tribes of Aus and Khazraj got excited and were about to fight each other. While Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was standing on the pulpit. He got down and quietened them till they became silent. And he kept quiet. May Allah be pleased with her, continued. On that day, I kept on weeping so much so, that neither did my tears stop, nor could I sleep. In the morning, my parents were with me and I had wept for two nights and a day, till I thought my liver would burst from weeping. While they were sitting with me and I was weeping, an Answadi woman asked my permission to enter, and I allowed her to come in. She sat down and started weeping with me. While we were in this state, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came and sat down, and he had never sat with me since the day they forged the accusation. Now, revelation regarding my case came to him for a month. He recited Shahada, that is, La ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and Muhammad is Allah's Messenger, and then said, O Aisha, I have been informed such and such about you. If you are innocent, then Allah will soon reveal your innocence. And if you have committed a sin, then repent to Allah and ask Him to forgive you. For when a person confesses his sin and asks Allah for forgiveness, Allah accepts his repentance. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, finished his speech, my tears ceased completely and there remained not even a single drop of it. I requested my father to reply to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, on my behalf. My father said, By Allah, I do not know what to say to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I said to my mother, Talk to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, on my behalf. She said, By Allah, I do not know what to say to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I was a young girl and did not have much knowledge of the Qur'an. I said, I know by Allah, that you have listened to what people are saying and that has been planted in your minds and you have taken it as a truth. Now if I told you that I am innocent and Allah knows that I am innocent, you would not believe me. And if I confess to you falsely that I am guilty and Allah knows that I am innocent, you would believe me. By Allah, I cannot find for you and I an example except that of Yusuf's, Joseph's father, that is Ya'qub, Jacob, peace be upon him, who said, So, for me, patience is most fitting, and it is Allah alone whose help can be sought against that lie which you describe. Quran, chapter 12, verse 18. Then I turned to the other side of my bed, hoping that Allah would prove my innocence. By Allah, I never thought that Allah will reveal divine revelation in my case. As I considered myself too inferior to be talked of in the Quran, I had hoped that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, might have a dream in which Allah would prove my innocence. By Allah, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, had not got up, and nobody had left the house before the divine revelation came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. So there overtook him, that is, the Prophet peace be upon him, the same state which used to overtake him when he used to have on being inspired divinely. He was sweating so much so that the drops of the sweat were dropping like pearls through it was a cold, wintry day. When that state of Allah's Messenger peace be upon him was over, he was smiling and the first word he said, Raisha, thank Allah, for Allah has declared your innocence. My mother told me to go to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. I replied, By Allah, I will not go to him and will not thank but Allah. So Allah revealed, Verily, those who brought forth the slander against Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, are a group among you. Quran, Chapter 24, Verse 11 When Allah gave the declaration of my innocence, Abu Bakr, who used to provide for Mistah bin Athafah, for he was his relative, said, By Allah, I will never provide Mistah with anything because of what he said about Aisha. But Allah later revealed, And let not those among you who are blessed with graces and wealth swear not to give, any sort of help, up to, oft forgiving, most merciful. Quran chapter 24 verse 22 After that Abu Bakr said yes by Allah I like that Allah should forgive me and resumed helping Mister whom he used to help before Aisha added Allah's messenger peace be upon him also asked Zainab binti Jahash that is the prophet's wife about me saying what do you know and what did you see she replied O Allah's Messenger, I refrain to claim hearing or seeing what I have not heard or seen. By Allah, I know nothing except goodness about Aisha. Aisha further added, Zainab was competing with me in her beauty and the Prophet's love. Yet, Allah protected her from being malicious, for she had piety. Chapter on If Only One Man Attests the Good Conduct of Another, Then It is Sufficient Abu Jamila said, I found a foundling, and when Umar saw me, he said, What may mean? Perhaps what you intend to do will cause you trouble, as if he was accusing me of denying my paternity of the child and claiming falsely that he was a foundling. My monitor said, He is really a pious man. Umar said to me, If it is so, then go and be the child's guardian, and we will provide for it from the Muslims' treasury. Narrated Abu Bakr, May Allah be pleased with him. A man praised another man in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Woe to you! You have cut off your companion's neck. You have cut off your companion's neck. Repeating it several times, and then added, Whoever amongst you has to praise his brother should say, I think that he is so and so, and Allah knows exactly the truth and I do not confirm anybody's good conduct before Allah, but I think him so and so, if he really knows what he says about him. Chapter on what is hated of exaggeration in praising, and one should say only what he knows. Narrated Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet peace be upon him heard someone praising another and exaggerating in his praise. The Prophet peace be upon him said, you have ruined or cut the man's back by praising him much. Chapter on the boys attaining the age of puberty and the validity of their witness and the statement of Allah. And when the children among you come to puberty, then let them also ask for permission. Quran, chapter 24, verse 59. Al-Mughira said, I attained puberty at the age of 12. The attaining of puberty by women is with the start of menses, as is referred to by the statement of Allah. And those of your women, as have passed the age of monthly courses, up to, until they deliver their burdens. Quran, chapter 65, verse 4. Al-Hassan bin Saleh said, I saw a neighbouress of mine who became a grandmother at the age of 21. Footnote. The woman attained puberty at the age of nine and married to give birth to a daughter at ten. The daughter had the same experience. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, called me to present myself in front of him on the eve of the battle of Uhud. While I was fourteen years of age at that time, and he did not allow me to take part in that battle, but he called me in front of him on the eve of the battle of the trench when I was 15 years old, and he allowed me to join the battle. Nafir said, I went to Umar bin Abdul Aziz, who was caliph at that time and related the above narration to him. He said, This age, 15, is the limit between childhood and manhood, and wrote to his governors to give salaries to those who reached the age of 15. Footnote. When a Muslim reached the age of 15, he was regarded as a soldier. Ready to carry arms when required. On this basis, he was given a salary. Narrated Abu Sa'id al Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Taking a bath on Friday is compulsory for those who have attained the age of puberty. Chapter on the question of the judge to the plaintiff Have you a proof before asking the defendant to take an oath? Narrated Abdullah. May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If somebody takes a false oath in order to grab the property of a Muslim unjustly by that oath, then Allah will be angry with him when he will meet him. Al-Ash'ath informed me, By Allah, this was said regarding me. There was a dispute about a piece of land between me and a man from the Jews who denied my right. I took him to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asked me, Do you have an evidence? I replied in the negative. He said to the Jew, Take an oath. I said, O Allah's Messenger, he will surely take an oath and take my property unjustly. So Allah revealed, Verily, those who purchase a small gain at the cost of Allah's covenant and their oaths. Quran, chapter 3, verse 77. Chapter on the defendant must take an oath in matters concerning property or legal punishments. The Prophet peace be upon him said that the plaintiff must have two witnesses, otherwise the defendant should take the oath. Ibn Shubrama said, When Abu Zinad asked me my opinion about the verdict that one witness and the oath of a plaintiff are sufficient, I said, Allah stated, and get two witnesses out of your own men. And if there are no two men available, then a man and two women, such as you agree for witnesses, so that if one of them, two women, errs, the other can remind her. Quran, Chapter 2, Verse 282 I added, if one witness and the oath of a plaintiff were sufficient, there would be no need for one of the two women to remind the other. Narrated Ibn Abu Mulaykah Ibn Abbas wrote that the Prophet peace be upon him gave his verdict on the basis of the defendant's oath. Narrated Abu Wa'il Abdullah bin Mas'ud May Allah be pleased with him said Whoever takes a false oath in order to grab some property unjustly Allah will be angry with him when he will meet him. Allah confirmed that through his divine revelation. Verily those who purchase a small gain at the cost of Allah's covenant and their oaths, up to a painful torment. Quran, Chapter 3, Verse 77 Al-Ash'ath bin Qais came to us and asked, What is Abu That that is Abdullah, telling you? We told him what he was narrating to us. He said, He was telling the truth. This divine verse was revealed in connection with me. There was a dispute between me and another man about something, and the case was presented before Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, who said, Produce your two witnesses, or else the defendant is to take an oath. I said, The defendant will surely take a false oath without heed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever takes a false oath in order to grab others' property, then Allah will be angry with him when he will meet him. Then Allah revealed its confirmation. Al-Ash'ath then recited the above divine verse. Quran, chapter 3, verse 77. Chapter on if someone claims something or accuses somebody of illegal sexual intercourse, he should search for the proof and he is to be given a respite to get an evidence. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, Hilal bin Urmayyah accused his wife before the Prophet peace be upon him of committing illegal sexual intercourse with Shariq bin Sahmah. The Prophet peace be upon him said, produce a proof or else you would get the legal punishment by being lashed on your back. Hilal said, O Allah's Messenger, if any one of us saw another man over his wife, would he go to search for a proof? The Prophet peace be upon him went on saying, Produce a proof, or else you would get the legal punishment by being lashed on your back. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then mentioned the narration of li'an, as in the Holy Book. Surah An-Nur, number 24. Footnote. Literally, li'an means cursing. Legally, it means an oath by which a husband claims that his wife has committed illegal sexual intercourse. The wife, in her turn, denies the accusation and takes a similar oath. In both oaths, Allah is invoked to curse the liar. The case ends with divorce, but no punishment is imposed on any of the two because there are no witnesses to confirm the accusation. Chapter on the taking of an oath after the Asr prayer. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, There are three types of people whom Allah will neither speak to them nor look at them, nor purify them from the sins, and they shall have a painful torment. They are 1. A man possessed superfluous water on a way, and he withheld it from the travelers. 2. A man who gives a bay'ah, pledge to a Muslim ruler, and gives it only for worldly gains. If the ruler gives him what he wants, he remains obedient to it. Otherwise, he does not abide by it. And 3. A man bargains with another man after the yasr prayer, and the latter takes a false oath in the name of Allah, claiming that he has been offered so much for the thing and the former, believes him and buys it. Chapter on the defendant has to take an oath whenever it becomes legally compulsory, and it is not imperative to take him from his place to another place, that is, a sacred place like a mosque for this purpose. Marwan ordered Zayd bin Thabith to take an oath on the pulpit, but the latter said, I will take an oath at my place, and started taking the oath and refused to take it on pulpit. Marwan was surprised at his refusal. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to the plaintiff, Produce your two witnesses, or else the defendant has to take an oath. But he did not specify where the oath was to be taken. Narrated Ibn Mas'ud, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever takes a false oath in order to grab others' property, then Allah will be angry with him when he will meet him. Chapter on if some people have to take an oath, and each of them wants to take it first. Narrated Abu Huraira, May Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, asked some people to take an oath, and they hurried for it. The Prophet peace be upon him ordered that lots should be drawn amongst them as to who would take the oath first. Chapter on the Statement of Allah Verily, those who purchase a small gain at the cost of Allah's covenant and their oaths, they shall have no portion in the hereafter. Paradise. Neither will Allah speak to them, nor look at them on the day of resurrection, nor will he purify them and they shall have a painful torment. Quran, chapter 3, verse 77. Narrated Abdullah bin Abu Awfa, May Allah be pleased with them. A man displayed some goods in the market, and took a false oath, that he had been offered so much for them, though he was not offered that amount. Then the following divine verse was revealed, Verily, those who purchase a small gain at the cost of Allah's covenant and their oaths, Quran, chapter 3, verse 77. Ibn Abu Aufra added, Such person as described above is a treacherous riba eater, that is, eater of usury. Narrated Abu Wa'il from Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Whoever takes a false oath in order to grab another man's or his brother's property, then Allah will be angry with him when he will meet him. Then Allah confirmed this by revealing the divine verse. Verily, those who purchase a small gain at the cost of Allah's covenant and their oaths, up to a painful torment. Quran, chapter 3, verse 77. al met me and asked, What did Abdullah tell you today? I said, Such and such. He said, the verse was revealed regarding my case. Chapter on how and with what to swear Allah said they swear by Allah Quran chapter 9 verse 56 62 74 95 and Allah said they come to you swearing by Allah we meant no more than goodwill and conciliation Quran Chapter 4, verse 62. The expression used in Arabic for by Allah are Billahi, Ta'llahi, Wallahi. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, And a man who takes a false oath in the name of Allah after the Asr prayer, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, One should not swear except by Allah. Narrated Talha bin Ubaidullah, may Allah be pleased with him. A man came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, asking him about Islam. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, 1. You have to offer five compulsory congregational Salah, prayers, in a day and a night, 24 hours. The man asked, Are there any more compulsory Salah for me? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, No, unless you like to offer Nawafil, that is, optional Salah. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, then added, 2. You have to observe Sa'am, fasts during the month of Ramadan. The man said, Am I to fast any other days? Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, No, unless you wish to observe the optional fast voluntarily. Then Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, told him about the compulsory zakat. The man asked, Do I have to give anything besides? Allah's messenger peace be upon him said, no, unless you wish to give in charity voluntarily. So the man departed saying, by Allah, I will neither do more nor less than that. Allah's messenger peace be upon him said, if he has said the truth, he will be successful. See hadith number 46. Narrated Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him. The prophet peace be upon him said, Whoever has to take an oath should swear by Allah, or keep quiet. That is, he should not swear by other than Allah. Chapter on whoever produces the proof after the defendant has taken the oath. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Perhaps some of you are more eloquent and persuasive in presenting their arguments than their opponents. Fa'us, Ibrahim, and Shuraih said, A clear, just evidence produced by the plaintiff is more valid than a false oath taken by the defendant. Narrated Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her, once Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, You people present your cases to me, and some of you may be more eloquent and persuasive in presenting their arguments, so if I give someone's right to another wrongly, because of the latter's tricky presentation of the case. I am really giving him a piece of fire, so he should not take it. Chapter on whoever sees that promises should be fulfilled. al Hassan supported this judgment. Allah says, and mentioned in the book, the Quran, Ismail, Ishmael, verily, he was true to what he promised. Quran, Chapter 19, verse 54. Ibn al-Ashwa judged that promises should be fulfilled, and he mentioned that Samura adopted the same opinion. Narrated al-Miswar bin Makhrama. May Allah be pleased with him. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying about one of his sons-in-law. He promised me and fulfilled his promise. Narrated Abu Abdullah al-Bukhari. I saw Ishaq bin Ibrahim depending on Ibn Ashwar's narration in Giving Verdicts. Narrated Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them. Abu Sufyan told me that Heraclius said to him, When I inquired you what he, that is, Muhammad, peace be upon him, ordered you, you replied that he ordered you to establish the Salah, prayer, to speak the truth, to be chaste, to keep promises and to pay back trusts. Then Heraclius added, these are really the qualities of a prophet. See hadith number seven. Narrated Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's messenger peace be upon him said, the signs of a hypocrite are three. One, whenever he speaks, he tells a lie. Two, whenever he is entrusted, he proves to be dishonest. three. Whenever he promises, he breaks his promise. See Hadith number 33. Narrated Muhammad bin Ali, Jabir bin Abdullah, May Allah be pleased with them, said, When the Prophet, peace be upon him, died, Abu Bakr received some property from Al-Ula ibn al-Hadrami. Abu Bakr said to the people, Whoever has a money claimed on the Prophet, peace be upon him, or was promised something by him, should come to us so that we may pay him his right. Jabir added, I said to Abu Bakr, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, promised me that he would give me this much, and this much, and this much, spreading his hands three times. Jabir added, Abu Bakr counted for me and handed me five hundred gold pieces, and then five hundred, and then five hundred. Narrated Sa'id bin Jubair, a Jew from Hera asked me which one of the two periods, Musa, that is, Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, completed. I said, I don't know, but wait till I see the most learned Arab and inquire him about it. So I went to Ibn Abbas and asked him. He replied, Musa completed the longer and better period. Ibn Abbas added, No doubt, a messenger of Allah always does what he says. Chapter on al-Mushrikun Idolaters, polytheists, and pagans should not be asked to give witness or the like. That is, their witnesses are not acceptable. ash said, The witnesses of the people of the different religions against one another is not valid. As Allah says, So we planted amongst them enmity and hatred. Quran, chapter 5, verse 14. Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Neither believe the people of the scriptures, nor disbelieve them, but say, We believe in Allah, and whatever was revealed by him. Footnote Al-Hassan and some other scholars say that the witness of somebody against someone belonging to another religion is not valid. But it is valid. If the two persons belong to the same religion, a Sharbi permits the witness of Muslims in cases involving non-Muslims. Narrated Ubaidullah bin Abdullah bin Uthba, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with them, said, O assembly of Muslims, how do you ask the people of the scriptures? Though your book, that is, the Qur'an, which was revealed to his Prophet, peace be upon him, is the most recent information from Allah, And you recite it, the Quran. That has not been distorted. Allah has informed you that the people of the scriptures distorted and changed what was revealed to them with their own hands, and they said, as regards their changed scriptures, this is from Allah, in order to get some worldly benefit thereby. Ibn Abbas added, Isn't the knowledge revealed to you sufficient to prevent you from asking them? By Allah, I have never seen any one of them asking you, Muslims, about what has been revealed to you. Chapter on drawing lots to solve problems And the statement of Allah When they cast lots with their pens as to which of them should be charged with the care of Maryam, Mary. Quran, chapter 3, verse 44 Ibn Abbas, explaining the verse, said they drew lots by throwing their pens in the river. The pens went along the stream except Zakaria's pen, which stood stationary against the flow of the stream. And so, Zakaria was charged with the care of Maryam. Allah also said, Fasahama, he, Prophet Jonah, peace be upon him, agreed to cast lots, and he was among the losers, means the lot fell on him. Quran. Chapter 37, verse 141. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered some people to take an oath, and all of them hurried to take it. But he ordered that lots be cast as to which of them should take the oath first. Narrated An-Nurman bin Bashir, may Allah be pleased with them, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The example of the person abiding by Allah's orders and limits, or the one who abides by the limits and regulations prescribed by Allah, in comparison to the one who do wrong and violate Allah's limits and orders, is like the example of people drawing lots for seats in a boat. Some of them got seats in the upper part, while the others in the lower part. Those in the lower part have to pass by those in the upper one to get water, and that troubled the latter. One of them, that is, the people in the lower part, took an axe and started making a hole in the bottom of the boat. The people of the upper part came and asked him, saying, What is wrong with you? He replied, You have been troubled much by me, coming up to you, and I have to get water. Now if they prevent him from doing that, they will save him and themselves. But if they leave him to do what he wants, they will destroy him and themselves. See hadith number 2493. Footnote. This means that one should not only avoid violating Allah's limits, but should prevent others from doing so. Otherwise, the whole society gets corrupted, and the good and the evil people are destroyed without discrimination. Narrated Ummul Ala that when the Ansar drew lots as to which of the emigrants should dwell with which of the Ansar, the name of Ruthman bin Maz'um came out to be in their lot. Umm Allah ala further said, Ruthman stayed with us, and we nursed him when he got sick, but he died. We shrouded him in the clothes, and Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to our house, and I said, addressing the dead, Ruthman, O Abu Sa'ib, May Allah be merciful to you. I testify that Allah has blessed you. The Prophet peace be upon him said to me, How do you know that Allah has blessed him? I replied, I do not know, O Allah's Messenger. May my parents be sacrificed for you. Allah's Messenger peace be upon him said, As regards, Uthman, By Allah, he has died, and I really wish him every good. Yet, by Allah, Although I am Allah's messenger, I do not know what will be done to him. Um, Ummul Ala added, By Allah, I shall never attest the piety of anybody after him. And what Allah's messenger peace be upon him said, made me sad. Um, Ummul Ala further said, Once I slept and saw in a dream, a flowing stream for Uthman. So I went to Allah's messenger peace be upon him and told him about it. He said, that is the symbol of his good deeds. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Whenever Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, intended to go on a journey, he used to draw lots among his wives, and would take with him the one on whom the lot fell. He also used to fix for everyone of his wives a day and a night. But Sauda binti Zamara gave her day and night to Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him intending thereby to please Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, If the people knew what is the reward of pronouncing the adhan, call of the salah, prayers, and of being in the first row in the congregational prayer, and if they found no other way to get this privilege except by casting lots, they would certainly cast lots for it. If they knew the reward of the noon prayer, they would race for it. And if they knew the reward of the morning, that is Fajr, and Isha, late evening, Salah, they would present themselves for the Salah, even if they had to crawl to reach there. See Hadith number 615.